Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Today I'm joined by the General Manager of Southport Flower Show, Alan Adams, and we're going to be talking all about the flower show as it's happening over the weekend and what people can expect if they visit and all sorts of things like that. So welcome, Alan. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Lucy. Thank you. So why don't you sort of tell me, like, historically, how long's Southport Flower Show been going? Well, it's been going a lot longer than you and I combined <laughs> and probably twice over. Uh, the first Southport Flower Show happened in about 1924, uh, many, many moons ago. Uh, the history behind it uh, was that I believe it was first called uh, Southport agricultural show and it used to attract over 100,000 people and more but first one in 1924 uh, uh, but our one that's coming up is our 91st show so just before any of our listeners kind of thinking about that doesn't work out in the maths so obviously we didn't have any shows during the war and certainly for the last two years we've not had a show since uh, since the pandemic so we are on our 91st show so this is the first show back since since pandemic and since lockdown then for you? Indeed it is, yeah. We've had two and a half slash three years uh, away from the scene. Uh, it's been tough, but we're back with a fantastic show uh, this year at Southport. So we can't wait. And so, you know, what can people expect on this this festival this year? Well, there's so many different celebrities that's coming to the show. I and mean, that's one of the big attractions here at Southport Flower Show. And really, Lucy, for, for our listeners as well, it's, it's more of a, we're not just a flower show. And that's one of the biggest kind of misconceptions, I think, that Southport has and the Southport Flower Show has. We've got something for everybody, all age ranges, whether you're 18 months or eight to 81 and 108. You know, there's something here at Southport for everything. That's hence why our theme this year is more of a summer festival vibe that attracts all the different aspects and genres or whatever uh, people fancy. However, that said, we are first, first and foremost horticulture and trying to celebrate all things flora and fauna. So what do we have this year? We've got so many things. We've got show gardens uh, that are fantastically designed by some brilliant landscape gardeners. We have some charity gardens here on site as well, which are done by volunteers. And the time, the effort, and what I've actually witnessed over the last few weeks in creating these gardens are amazing. You know, the professionalism, the care, that they're putting something in their heart and soul and their life uh, into designing something and creating this wonderful spectacle, not just for themselves, but for lots and lots of people to see and to enjoy. Uh, and we're really looking forward to, 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 uh, to seeing what's gonna happen to those gardens after the show this year. Uh, alongside that, of course, we've got a grand floor marquee with over probably about 35, 40 professional gardeners in there. These are the guys who actually sell plants and flowers for a living. <laughs> So we really embrace them and, we, and we, we welcome any of those coming to Southport and we really look after them here at Southport as well. So we've got that and also we've got one of the largest amateur exhibitors, uh, competitions if you like, in the amateur growers marquee. So this is where anybody, even you Lucy, if you've got plants or chilies on your, on your windowsill, you can enter the amateur growers competition. We do this every year and uh, you can hopefully win prizes and get first prize, second or third, and take away some money as well. So that's a really our three key features of the show. But again, it's not all about flowers and it's not all about plants. We've got entertainment, we've got music, 
we've got food, we've got kids zone, we've got an arena as well. There's so much more uh, that for everybody really, it's just a fantastic day out for the family. It definitely sounds fun. And like you said, a, something for everyone. Um, so how did you become the manager of the show? And have you yourself got a passion for sort of gardening and flowers and things? Uh, shouldn't really admit this, should I, being the manager of Southport Flower Show? Uh, but I'm not really green-fingered. My wife's a green-fingered person in the family. Uh, no, I, my, my association with Southport Flower Show goes back to 2005. Uh, I was uh, asked to be a volunteer. Uh, a friend of mine who was involved in the show asked me to be a, a volunteer, come down for a couple of days, help out, and actually stood behind the information stand in the Amateur Growers Marquee way back in 2005, telling people, well, toilets are in that direction, the arena's over there, uh, the food is over behind you, have a nice day, thank you very much. And I just totally, totally fell in love with the show. Uh, I have a habit and a history, as my wife will tell you, I'm a, I'm a serial volunteer, really. I just can't help myself. I just like to get involved. I like helping, I get more love, if you like, more reward of actually helping people. I love what I, what I do, really. Uh, so I was involved as a volunteer uh, and I gradually made my way through the ranks of being a volunteer. I was the manager of the marquee, the amateur marquee, which is huge, by the way. It's about 90 metres long by 25 metres wide. It's a huge marquee. So I started being the manager there. Then I got asked to do a few more things on the showground. Uh, and uh, then I was asked to join the board of trustee directors. And, and I'll talk about our background, what we actually are, uh, shortly, Lucy, if I may. Uh, and then an opportunity came around uh, late 2019 uh, by trade and really uh, my, my day job at the time. I was a senior IT project manager for the Home Office. Uh, so you can't really go too far working for the civil service uh, and also heavily involved from a volunteering aspect in an organisation called Civil Service Sports and Leisure. So I sat on a national board. I've recently stepped down from that. I'm far too busy with this job, but I'm still heavily involved and actively involved in civil service uh, in the CSSC. Uh, so kind of it's all kind of laid up for me. Really. I love events. I love helping people. I like organising. Uh, project manager uh, by trade. This is a big project. You know, the flower show is a project in itself, but Victoria Park, and I'm actually responsible for Victoria Park here in Southport, 34 acres of wonderful parkland every day of the year. So opportunity came up. I thought, you know what? I always felt I could do something better, not different, you know, different slash yeah. maybe slightly improved uh, on Southport Flower Show. But I also know that we can enhance the opportunities and the events that we do here on Victoria Park. And I'd I like to touch on that uh, as well a little bit for me uh, in our conversation. But, uh, but no, I kind of, wow, opportunity presented it to me. Uh, I applied for the job. As general manager, uh, dream job, absolute dream job for me. It was great. Thirty years in the public sector, thirty years working for a charity. That's great for you know, sorry, ten years working for a charity. I'm giving me the age away a bit here. So uh, I was fifty at the time when I resigned from the civil service after thirty years. Took over here on the third of February, twenty twenty. Yeah. And what? And exactly. There you go. <laughs> That's a reaction I get from everybody when uh, when I tell them what day I started. So to actually go into your dream job. Uh, and uh, to, to then be hit by all of a sudden that, oh no, there's a pandemic looming, and to cancel the show within the first two months of being in charge, uh, and having to make, unfortunately, sadly, uh, some of the team redundant, which was heartbreaking, because as being a director and being a volunteer for a long time, I've got to know all the team here. We have a fantastic team here in Southport Flower Show in Victoria Park, we really do. So yeah, that was, that was a, a really tough call, and, and to be honest, it's been a challenge, 
uh, ever, ever since to actually uh, work, keep the park open, keep it clean, tidy, and, and bring the show back. So uh, it's uh, it's a dream job uh, come true, but not necessarily in the right path that we all expected it to be. But I have to say as well, though, Lucy, I really want to say at this point, you know, I'm not one to kind of overwhelm me. It's not that, you know, I've worked so many hours and the team has and we've really worked hard. There's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears to actually bring the Southport Flower Show back. But you know what? There's a lot of people worse off. You know, mm-hmm. people have lost jobs. People have lost, uh, you know, uh, the whole careers, the whole lives really to COVID. So we're, we're very grateful that we have been able to come back and bounce back, whereby other shows and other uh, industries and other people have massively suffered. So uh, so uh, we don't we don't dwell on the past. We look and move forward. Yeah, I mean, you were touching on it then, the organisation that goes behind it. Um, So prior to maybe the month before where it will start getting quite hectic, what's kind of the organisation process and kind of the behind the scenes work that has to take place for it to be pulled off? And again, I think when people come to an event like this and, you know, you look at all the big events, you know, the, 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 the Chelsea's, the Tatton Park and any big event, really, it doesn't really matter whether it's a flower show or not. But I don't think people fully appreciate the work and the effort that does go in, you know, and it really is a good, it's a good point you've made there, that, you know, we really need to perhaps be thankful for a lot of people who work in the industry behind the scenes and, you know, the work and the effort that it takes to actually put up marquees, to lay cables, to lay water, you know, for security, et cetera, it's a lot of work. So our planning really starts, well, to be honest, planning starts for 2023, started for 2023, probably about three or four months ago. So you're looking at a 15 month, at least, uh, timescale to actually plan the show. Because we've obviously, we're, we're not in a fortunate position. We've got, we can do this and have one go at it and then try it again the week after or the week after. Mm. Uh, we only get one crack of the whip in August each year. So what we have to do, we have to look at things to say, well, this is how this looks this year, but what do we think? Looking at it this year when the show approaches, what could we do to improve that area for next year? So planning starts now for 2023. We are going to be looking, obviously, at different aspects of the show uh, to see what we can do, how we can improve things, ready for the following year. But you're looking at things such as ordering marquees, ordering suppliers, obviously selling our tickets, which is very important. And obviously anybody coming to the show this year can buy a ticket for next year's show, which we're really looking forward to now. Uh, but no, it's a really long process. The team uh, have a lot of preparation to do. But also after each show as well, Lucy, we have to do a feedback, you know, and we have to really look to understand what went well, what didn't go well, and what could be improved upon. And that's where my old civil service project management uh, head comes into it. But we have to look, we have to learn, we have to develop, and, uh, and we just move forward. Compared to the other flower shows, obviously this is a northern flower show and you've got uh, the Chelsea, like you said, that's down south. How do you think they compare, you know, do, do potentially because it's down south, they get more attention or or what do you feel about you yeah. in amidst other flower shows? Well, and, and, and again, it's about this perception that people have about it. We are not flushed with riches. Yeah, this is really important for, for, for listeners to, to hopefully uh, you know, understand of the challenges that we face being a charity. So Sapport Flower Show is a charity, independent charity. Uh, we manage the Victoria Park every day of the year. That costs money to look after 34 acres of show ground here in Southport and also to put on the show. So we're not blessed with the riches. The Chelsea's and the Tattons and the Hampton Courts of this world, these flower shows, they are funded by the RHS. 
And, you know, that's where they get the media coverage from BBC. They have show gardens sponsored to a tune of 50, 100,000, 200,000 pounds. And it's the prestige associated with Chelsea's and the Hampton Courts and maybe the Tattoos that we don't necessarily compare to. However, a lot of people do tell us that we're better than other flower shows. You know, we prefer Southport uh, because of Tatting. And again, this is nothing against Tatting our test. We've got some great friends in the industry, great friends in other shows such as Chorley Show, which we're, we're very close to, Shrewsbury Show, Harrogate Show, The Independent, if you like. But some of them are also funded by charities, some are funded by council. But, you know, we are totally self-sufficient, self-funded. Uh, what we like to think in terms of how we compare to them, uh, whilst we don't have the backing financially to attract the big boys of landscaping, what we can offer, we can offer a great family feel and vibe to it. You know, we're not perhaps as... I don't want to say the word stuffy, really, because we're not, and we don't think ourselves anything better than anybody else. But what we promise you is that we just take great pride and care, and we just love every single visitor coming through to our showground. And you know, you go away from here hopefully with a sense of love, feeling, and dedication that it takes to actually put the show on. So, uh, in comparison, it's very hard to compare individual shows, but with us, I think we can offer such more of an all-round show, as I mentioned earlier in the program. Uh, about other things such as entertainment and the food and the hospitality and we have a ladies day on Fridays and things like that that I think really people just need to come to us see it and then hopefully it'll go away going you know what we're coming back next year yeah talk to me a little bit more about the um the background of the show then like you mentioned earlier um and the charity side of it yeah so I can't quite know and I'm not the historian unfortunately but I'm, I'm not uh, I don't have time to look at all down in the history books uh, through the pandemic because we've just been working so hard here but certainly for for uh, recent times Southport Flower Show was always run by Southport Corporation at the time so it was a council-run show and it was a council-run park up to about 30 years ago uh, I hope none of our listeners kind of tweet in or, or email you in to say I'm, I've got some factually uh, incorrect dates here so please please apologize uh, to everybody if you do get that uh, but about 30 years ago uh, Southport Corporation said they no longer can run Southport Flamshire it was costing too much money they had a few bad years maybe through weather and through other things and they were not in a financial position to put on the show anymore so with it being such a prestigious show and at the time it'd been going for about 60 years and you know it's it's world famous really Southport Flamshire everybody knows it a lot of people across the, the country and across the world know about Southport Flower Show. So a group of volunteers and a, and a small group of people got together. And I believe it was a guy, uh, can't quite remember his name, but he actually came to a, an open forum with the council and presented a single white rose or a single white flower on a table as a gesture to basically say, you know, this is what it means to us. This is the, the you know, look at the beauty in this flower. Look at what we strive to achieve every year and look at what we bring to the town. This is Southport Flamsham, we can't afford to lose it. And really from there, a group of people got together, uh, formed a committee, and they helped with the council for the first couple of years. The council funded the show for the first couple of years, but basically gave them a grant to put on the show. And after a couple of years, the money stopped. And from there, it was actually developed enough that the committee then formed into a charity. And then the charity has really been in existence for nearly 30 years, 20, 25, 28 years now uh, and Southport Flower Show with a trading company of Victoria Park Management that we look after as well are responsible for the upkeep and the maintenance of 
Victoria Park and Southport Flower Show. So it's evolved from council to a charity that then has just developed the show and continued the show and we've been able to put it on for the last 30 years. It's quite an amazing story, really, of, of you know, turning it around for never to be seen again to something now that attracts, you know, it attracts nearly 60,000 people each year. It's, it's, wow. it's a wonderful, wonderful event. Yeah, and obviously there's the gardens that you mentioned that people can look around and, and the food. And I had a little look on on the website about sort of famous faces that will be there. Um, and so you've got Strictly Come Dancing Dancers, you've got Psy King, one of the hairy bikers. Um, talk to me a bit about that relationship you've got with the, you know, the celebrities, if you will, and and what they'll be doing, really, because that's really interesting. You know, it's not like you said, just flowers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we realised, and, and the board realised years ago, that you know, I think being uh, in existence of just being a flower show each year, you know, it wouldn't be half the size as it was. And we wanted to just develop it and expand. And, you know, people like to see famous faces, you know, off, the, off, off there. And what we did this year, especially, we, we kind of themed it. So we, we've themed our four days this year in terms of flowers, obviously the first day. So uh, on, you know, yesterday on the 18th, we had Adam Frost here, who opened the show. Uh, we have Christine Walkden. We have Martin Fish, who's a very well-known RHS judge and broadcaster uh, and uh, uh, just an all-round good guy here on Thursday. So Thursday was our Flowers Day. Uh, Flora, Fauna, that was our Flowers Day. Friday, on the 19th today, when, when the episode uh, goes out, we have Jeanette and Aliash uh, from Strictly Come Dancing uh, here on site as well. Uh, and we have also chefs that's here, so celebrity chefs, because we've got a great cookery theatre. As well, so we have the likes of Dave Critchley from Luban here on the Friday. Uh, actually, in the cookery theatre on Thursday, just gone, we had Jenna Melvin who won the Queen's Jubilee pudding, and she's a Southport lass. Yes, that's great. So that's, yeah. that, that was great. So Gemma's from from Southport around the corner. Uh, my daughter does her nails. I just slipped on in. So <laughs> it's, it's again, it's funny how Southport's a small town. Everybody knows each other. But yeah. no, we we do, and we attract the celebrities. We've had a range of celebrities over the years, from David Dickinson, Carol Borderman. Uh, Ainsley Harriet opening the show, Anton de Beck, uh, Biggins, Crikey Biggins came years <laughs> ago. But we do, and that's what brings crowds in, and people want to see them in real life. And, and you know what, Lucy, I've, I've been very fortunate in my time associated with the show to meet some of these great people. And, and you know, uh, we're not starstruck here because they're just people, but they're lovely. You know, a lot of them are really nice and really encouraging and absolutely fantastic supporters of the show. But we have Saturday, uh, 20th this year, we have one of the hairy bikers. Psyching. Uh, we have Lee Birchall from BBC's Garden Rescue, the Garden Ninja. So Lee's really exciting to watch. And we've also added a bit of diversity into the show. We've got Daisy Desire, a drag queen gardener, coming to see us this year. So just adding that little bit of diversity. Uh, Daisy's alter ego is, well, should I say, Tom Leonard's alter ego is Daisy Desire. But uh, Tom and Daisy will be talking about uh, the benefits of gardening for mental health. Yeah. Which is, again, it's another reason why we do. It's why we exist. We have to promote horticulture and what the benefits are for everybody for that. Uh, so flowers on the Thursday, fun on the Friday with Jeanette and Aliash, uh, food on the Saturday with Cy King and a couple of other uh, local chefs and family on the Sunday. And for Sunday, we still have gardeners. We have Katie Rushworth from ITV's Lovely Garden. Uh, we've got uh, Ellis Barry from, in the Cookery Theatre from uh, Ready Study Cook. Uh, and the great British menu. And for all our families out there, we have Mr. Tumble. So we have, well, we have Justin Fletcher, should I say. So Justin's a really great supporter. He's been with us the last couple of years. And the crowds in the Garden Theatre, when Justin's on, 
are amazing. So all the kids want to see him. He puts on a fantastic show. So we just try to make each day special. Every day is no different or no better than the other one. We just got different guests coming on different days. And it's just, again, it's just something for everybody. We can't wait. And I guess, say on the Sunday, there will still be flowers and things if people want to look around on the Sunday, oh, but yeah. on the Thursday, it's just yes. like specific guests and things. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the flowers I hear constantly throughout. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, we would recommend, it's a difficult one in terms of every day special. I'd recommend everybody coming for every day, really, if it was down to me. It's so wonderful because you can see so much. And people quite often do buy four-day passes here. So we do have a, a patron's badge available. Uh, at reasonable price for everybody to come in our patrons marquee and you get a nice little private area and private toilets uh, and it's really good value to come for four days of the show well you come each day you see something different every time but the flowers are there constantly uh, and also then on the Sunday the last hour of the show on Sunday uh, we have some bargains there because a lot of the traders want to sell off so but I would recommend coming any day you'll see something wonderful every day I mean I think it just goes to show how amazing the north is especially Lancashire because you've got You've got uh, this, but you've got Lytham Festival that does really, really well for, you know, different types of events and different different things that the North showcases that I think are a bit more special than the South. Again, that might just be because I'm biased, but I think that they've got a different, um, I don't know, a different feel, like you were saying, a very family feel and different kind of atmosphere, which is no good or no bad. But I just think that it's really good that Lancashire's stepping up with all these events. Um I was going to ask, so you said you're also, there's other events at Victoria Park. What what other things do you do you plan throughout the year at Southport? Well, we've, we've obviously, with no show a couple of years ago, uh, we've had to diversify. I think what's really, really good about Southport now as well, and, and I mean, that was a good point you just made, actually, Lucy, about, you know, the difference in the feel and the vibe. You know, I, I was fortunate I worked in London quite a lot and worked for the civil service in London and uh, the home office. Uh, but I've also, you know, I was born in the Midlands, but I'm an adopted sand grounder, you know, and I still, even now, my mother's a Wiganer, you know, I'm Lancashire, really, you know, that's how, that's how I feel that we are, albeit, you know, uh, uh, you know, we, we are in Merseyside, but, you know, it's, it's very much a Merseyside, Lancashire, it's a Northwest collaboration, I treat us being in the Northwest, the Northwest is centre of excellence, it mm. really is, and I think what Southport's doing uh, as well, you know, you touched on living there, you know, we, I think Lytham has got everything. I think the whole Northwest is, I think it's the best region in the country. I do, I'm, I'm biased like you, but we are, because what we've got diversity-wise, to industry, as well as events, and we're talking leisure really and, and hospitality here, but we've got some fantastic venues here. And again, you know, what we're trying to do here at Victoria Park and Southport, and Southport in itself, you know, with no disrespect to any of our coastal colleagues like Lytham and Blackpool and Malcolm and the like, but we're really aspiring to be the premier coastal destination, not just in the Northwest, but in the UK, Southport, because I think as a town, the opportunities and the investment that's coming into Southport is immense at the moment. And I'm fortunate, I do also sit on the Southport Tourist Board, so I, I do get to know uh, what's what's coming, if you like. But we are playing a part of that. You know, we really are here in Victoria Park. So the first thing, and I've kind of alluded to that in my, my intro, but when I took over as being general manager of Victoria Park, I always thought, you know what, so much we can do here. You know, 34 acres. If anybody has ever been to Victoria Park, it's flat, tree-lined avenues, pathways. It's it's perfectly set up for music, venues, uh, you know, uh, other events. So that's what I had to do. So with no show, we went out and uh, we were restricted first year uh, because obviously um, the lockdown couldn't do anything. We couldn't really do concerts. We couldn't do 
we couldn't even have caravans. We do hire the park out now and again for caravan clubs, uh, which, you know, they're lovely people. They're lovely clubs. We've got some great friends and supporters. Uh, but it obviously doesn't always go down well with some of the locals uh, that we, we have caravans on the park. Uh, but Southport is, you know, it adds to the economy. You know, we got, we've got to bring the people in, whether you're in caravans, whether you're in hotels, we need to bring the people back. And we're doing that and we're playing a part here. But Victoria Park, we had to diversify. With no show, no income, we had to look at other ways of making money. And again, many people still don't realise that the only source of income I have to pay our team's wages, to put petrol in the mower, in the tractor, keep the park clean, tidy and open, are from put park bookings or profits from the franchise. And with no show straight away, you know, I'm not going to divulge our financial situation on air, but I'll tell you something, you know, it, it's it's why we had to make redundancies and furlough most of the team uh, during the pandemic. But, you know, things were things were tight and things have been very, very tight and very tough since. But we've turned it around, you know, because we've attracted new people. I've, I've made it my business to go out and actually speak to people and contacts I've had in other areas and, and uh, things that I know and people that I know. And we've now, uh, you know, we've been able to bring a really big music event to the town, a classic car show, comedy festival. Uh, we went out and had a winter light trail event to illuminate last year, which sadly they're not coming back this year, but we've got another winter event coming. But we now host a good 10 fantastic events throughout the year. We have the Southport Food and Drink Festival. Yeah. It's normally one of our kickoff events, which attracts about 20,000 people. Free event, run by Sefton Council. Superb event, loads of street food traders. But that's a really good start to the season that we have. Uh, but then last year we had a seaside weekender. And I don't know if you were there, Lucy, but Save the Rave. So no. we had a Save the Rave. No, we had a raving. We had 7,000 people here at Victoria Park. Uh, Basement Jacks was headlining. And that's new. That was new uh, last year. And we brought it back this year. Working with promoters. You know, we don't necessarily have the money ourselves to put these events on. But we work very, very closely with promoters. We bend over backwards. We work with them. We provide support, assistance. You know, we make it happen. We make things happen here at Victoria Park. And that's what we do. That's why people love us. And we're now getting a lot of interest here to hold major events on Victoria Park. We're, we're looking at bringing some really high-class music here next year. Uh, we, again, we've got, this year, we've got uh, a disco festival in the Big Top coming two weeks after the show. We've got the Southport Classic and Speed uh, event, which is a free event again, over 250 vintage cars, classic cars. And that's really, that, was, that attracted loads last year. So we're bringing that back this year. Then we have the British Musical Fireworks, which yeah. is held here yeah, in, really in the park good. as well. Yeah. And then we've got the Southport Comedy Festival uh, here in a marquee. It's something new that we tried last year through the pandemic. It's coming back. So it's in a 500 seat marquee outside my office. And of course, not forgetting on a podcast, I'm trying to point through my window and obviously listeners won't understand what I'm trying to do. Uh, but we have it in a marquee here under canvas and we've got the likes of Al Murray, Pub Landlord, Milton Jones, Maisie Adam, Reginald D. Hunter. It's a fantastic lineup of comedians from the 30th of September to the 16th of October. So that'll be here. And then we're looking to hold an Oktoberfest in the marquee, then a Halloween event. And then we look at this winter wonderland type event. And then we start again in January uh, and we kind of plan for the year. And we've got some really good things lined up. We, we also had a family festival here this year. Uh, and we had uh, a yoga and well-being festival that's returning next year called Enchanted Fields. There is so much going on. It's it's great. And I just recommend we've got some fantastic hotels, great retail, uh, investment coming back to the town. Yeah. Some wonderful bars and restaurants in Southport. Amazing. You can't go wrong. You know, for a weekend away, 
the town is unbelievable now. It's, it's getting there. We're really, really making progress. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, the amount of things you're doing, and I feel like maybe the pandemic has brought all these ideas forward in terms of like Oktoberfest here, outdoor things, and and just having that space and you thinking, oh, what can we use that space for and how can we get people to enjoy Southport? Because I agree, like it's a beautiful beautiful town and like you know on the pier and it's so pretty and I think you like you said there's a lot more investment getting put back into it um from maybe like 10-15 years ago um so if someone's never been to the flower show before how would you describe it in just a few words a great day out I like that it's, a, <laughs> it's one of them I can't I can't I can't I couldn't do it in a few words you see there's so much to see whether you're involved in flowers or not, whether you love food, we've got great food traders, whether you like entertainment and watching stunt bikes and birds of prey and dog shows, whether you like listening and chilling out by the by the piazza stage, listening to some great singers, a couple of choirs, ukulele bands, you know, whether you just want to sit and have a glass of fizz, and pims, whatever you want to do. There's so much to do for everybody and bring the kids along. We've got imagination station there. We've got a well-being zone. Uh, just I can't describe it as I've just shown really in, in yeah. a few words really but it's just a great day out for all the family um so people might be thinking or wanting to come but a bit like reluctant with parking you know when there's queues for things people don't want to go as much what what's the parking situation like and how much are the tickets yeah okay so first of all if anyone wants to come you can buy tickets now online at southportflowershow.co.uk uh, they're early bird tickets. They're worth twenty four. They're twenty four pound now online. Uh, so I'd urge uh, any of our listeners to to do that. But on the gate is twenty seven pounds. Uh, so so yeah. So it's twenty seven pounds to enter on the gate if they walk up. But car parking is seven pounds in two of our facilities. We have a park and ride one near Burtdale Golf Course mm-hmm. and a park and ride facility just over. Well, it's not even a park and ride. It's a park and walk facility literally over the road near the Pleasureland, so in Princess Park. But Southport's got quite a lot of spaces and free parking on most of the roads in Birkdale. But I would urge anybody coming, please do not block any entrances for residents. You know, where it's a big show, lots of people coming to the town. But what we really pride ourselves on here at Victoria Park is that we've got a great relationship with our residents and our neighbours. Yeah. We've got some great supporters just over the road. Even when I've got loud music playing with 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 ravers and lookalike festivals that we've had, they are very very supportive and, and uh, they're true friends of the park. Um, what's your favourite part of the of the show? Oh, God, put me on the spot. <laughs> I don't have a favourite part. I'll, I'll I'll explain a favourite feeling if I may. Okay. Yeah. The, what I've always loved about the show, even being a volunteer doing it, is actually seeing people's faces. Walk out, walk out, come six o'clock and the show closes, smiling, even if it's been raining, which sometimes it's done at Southport. Uh, but I love the fact that people walking away, smiling, saying we've had a great day. And that's what we give, you know what I mean? And that's the feeling I get. But I can't say I don't have a favourite part at all, really. <laughs> no, I really don't. Uh, I grew up in, in, in the show in the amateur competitive area, which is great, but the Grand Falls, great. The entertainment's great. Every word, you know, so much to do. But for me, it's not about that. It's about the experience. And it's about the look on people's faces when they're coming in with a smile, but when they leave with a smile, job done. That's what really gives me the pleasure. Well, it started yesterday and it's on until the 21st of 
August, which is the Sunday, so Thursday to Sunday. Um, I found that really interesting. I just want to thank you for coming on. And, and as you said, if people want more information or to buy tickets, the website was southportflowershow.co.uk. Um, and I think we'll have to have you on again for the winter event, I think. You're really interesting to chat to and anything to to help the events there because I think it's really interesting and, and good for the community to, to know more about them. Yeah, th thanks. For that. I'd, I'd love to, Lucy. I mean, the, the, the short space of time we've had together just flown by, mainly because I've just witted on. But I do, and, and, and I think what, you know, when people get to know me and, and, you know, it's been hot and sweaty today. I've been out on the showground. We've been moving things around and I've been, I, I am a hands-on kind of manager. Uh, but, you know, I think what it is, it's just the love and the passion I've got really for, not just for the show, but for Southport. And, you know, it's about, you know, I've, I have, I have my, my ethos is very much about, as I said before, I like helping people. We like helping the town, but we've got such a great product here with the Flower Show and Victoria Park that we can do so much good. And it's good for us. I've got to keep our staff in a job. I've got to keep myself in a job, ideally. But for what we do and what we offer for, for the town is amazing. And I'll, I'll finish with just a couple of things, if I may, yeah. uh, please. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But, you know, for what we do here, Southport Flower Show alone is worth about four and a half million pounds to the local economy of Southport through retail, trade, hospitality. What we're doing now in Victoria Park with all these other events as well, we must have at least tripled that amount to the town. So our value here, the 34 acres that we have to really work hard to actually keep alive and maintain and do it, you know, under really hard circumstances and, and tough times as of late, you know. And it's just kind of, a lot of people are starting to respect us and understand of our ethos and what we're trying to do. And with us being a charity, nobody's making a profit. It all gets plowed into the show, plowed into the wages. There's volunteer directors, which I was one, we don't take any kind of profit from it. All the charity all goes in. But what we are doing now for the town and helping the town with that, the introduction of the new venue and conference centre that's going to come in hopefully 2026 with a massive investment into the town there. Southport is going places. And we really, really just need that support, that love. We need all that help we can get just to bring us back and actually become, and say it again, we want to be the new premier coastal destination in the UK and we can't wait. So that's just one. Uh, and the other one is, I have to put a shout out, Lucy, if I may, again, being a volunteer, as I was for 15 years of the show before I took over and become a paid employee, volunteers are key to any organisation, as we know. And I think, again, we just could not put the show on without our 170 volunteers that we have over the four days of the show, meeting and greeting, uh, standing behind information desks, selling programmes, just being there. It's a great workforce. You know, we give them tickets, we look after them, but without the volunteers, we just couldn't make this show happen. So I just really want to shout out to everybody, uh, anybody of our listeners on the podcast. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping us bring us back. Uh, but yeah, it's just a massive, massive thank you to everybody. And, and finally, thank you to you, Lucy, because, you know, we don't really get too many opportunities uh, to do things like this. You know, again, people like the, 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 like the, the Tattens and like the Chelsea's and the exposure, but Southport, you know, and things like ourselves and everything we do here, we need all the exposure we can get. And if any of our listeners ever want to come into the park, ever want to pop in and have a chat with me, uh, and again, more than welcome, to, you know, to, to, for you to come to the park at any time. I will talk the hind legs of a donkey, as you probably realise, uh, but we've got so much love, passion, commitment and drive here, then, uh, you know, the world's our oyster, so let's let's bring it on. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire lass.